Sasquatch, the moon landing, UFOs, 9-11, Flat Earth, JFK. All of these things have one thing in common, unanswered questions. So let's get to the bottom of that. Three strong men from the East rise from the ashes of censorship and cancel culture. From the strange and twisted mind of Mike. Probably the best evidence for lizard people that I've seen is the CEO of Pfizer. His throat literally like expands like it's like a frog. Might be reptilian. We're not sure. From the unscripted and unthoughtful mind of Jason. The Chinese brought these drones that look like birds to the United States so they can spy on us. Birds aren't real. Change my mind. Alex Jones said it. It's a fact. Also, from the mind that is on the edge of the lunatic fringe and reaches far into a bottomless void of nothingness. Byron Dice. Listen, if the moon landing was real, how come we haven't been back since then? And why was all the data scrubbed and destroyed? You know what I'm talking about? It's just weird. Wait, what if it was real and there's a moon base up there we don't even know about? That would explain Roswell. Dice Man Enterprises exclusively presents a talk show that will get to the bottom of things once and for all. And now here's your host for Let's Get to the Bottom of That three weirdos on a mic that's right three weirdos on a mic we are back welcome into another edition of let's get to the bottom of that i'm your host byron dice and that's exactly what we're going to do on the show today is get to the bottom of that welcome into the other weirdos on a mic we have jason and mike come on into the program boys yo yo what's up guys is that all you got? That's all I got. That's all what? For now. <laughs> we got to do more than that. We got a long show ahead of us. We yep. do. We really do. Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Last week, uh, we introduced the pilot, which you heard about us and why we are weird on the mic. So uh, we're going to delve deeper into it. So you'll learn about how we are a little more weirder because Jason believes birds are um, not real. And Mike, of course, believes that lizard people are lurking around the corner. So... We're going to get to the bottom of that. Today's exciting episode is all about the Biden family. Yes. Which Uh I can already see the first show out of the hopper. The Biden family, we're probably already scrubbed from YouTube. Yeah. Probably are. Already. Even in the title, they're going to go, what's going on here? Yeah. And why do these guys even matter? I see white vans outside, so we'll be all right. (laughs) And I'm just going to play around some songs real quick. That's pretty funny. White vans. White vans. Okay. All right, we got we got, you got the, the Biden family um, goes back quite a bit. Of course, Joseph R. Biden is the uh, uh, former vice president to this country. Um, I say that because uh, you know what? In 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 honor of free speech, I think this. I think the election was stolen. There, I said it. I think so too. <laughs> I think so too. I think there was something wrong with it. It was just fishy, sketchy, and nobody can explain it. And then when people tried to do anything, the court system, it got shut down. Nobody could. It was just weird. You right. had these boxes getting, you know, toted out from underneath the tables and counting at midnight. And, yep. hey, we're shutting down polling. People got kicked out. It was just the weirdest election ever. It was. But for the mainstream media, it was the fairest and safest election ever. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Wow. Which is uh, absolutely not true. 
Yeah. But that's another show, election fraud. Yeah, we can so do we can get into that. On that. But no the problem. reason that ties in is because Biden is uh, uh, presumably the president of the United States based on uh, the outcome of the election that we just had in 2020. That being said, the Biden family just didn't come on the, on the scene in 2020. They've been around a while. He's been in politics for a long time. He's one of those career politicians that just doesn't go away, and his policies are just garbage. They just don't align with, with my values at all. Right. So th- that's, that's another thing. It's like when representatives get like that, it's like that person up there doesn't represent me. So somebody voted for, like he's in the Senate mm-hmm. all those years. Yes. Somebody voted for him all those years. He was actually, so there's a group of people that align with that type of person. That's, I don't know these people. I'm in a bubble because I, I don't know these people. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Uh, he's definitely not a relatable guy. I think the fact that he has a D after his name, I think that gets him, you know, the party vote a lot of the times. But, Man. you know. I have to go with that. Anyway, yeah. So, Mike, I hear you've got uh, quite some extensive, extensive research on some of uh, the background of Biden, where he came from. You know, why is he here and why do we have to deal with him? Yeah, so we have a great topic this week. Um, You know, as mentioned in the pilot episode that we recorded, um, we're going to be getting into some conspiracy theories, but I would argue a lot of what we're going to be discussing today is not a conspiracy theory at all, as there are mountains of evidence highlighting the crimes of the Biden family. And probably the saddest part of that is that the mainstream media has largely been Completely silent on most of it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get so to the bottom. So, not a theory. It's just a conspiracy. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, we're going to be getting to the bottom of that right now, and there is a lot to get Well, to. who is Joseph R. Biden? Who is he? Yeah. Um, I, d- I don't really know, man. I mean, he's been in politics forever, and, you know, we, we got a lot of information on his family here, a lot of stuff from Hunter Biden's laptop that <clears throat> really sheds some light on him that, you know, even a lot of people today probably aren't aware of, but people in the know about the laptop leak, they're going to know some of this stuff. Um, so, yeah, let's get into it. Um, I think a good place to start would be with this information that was brought forward by Tony Bobolinsky, which has been corroborated now by the emails from the Hunter Biden laptop on the foreign business dealings of the Biden family. Tony Bobolinsky. Yeah, so tell me who, who is that? I'm not Tony Bobolinsky. Yeah. I think he's a partner. <laughs> yeah, so Tony Bobolinsky was a business partner of Hunter Biden, Jim Biden, and Joe Biden. And shortly before the 2020 election, he famously gave that presser that was bombshell, but was completely ignored by the mainstream media other than Fox News and some of the alternative media, where he blew the whistle on the Biden family's foreign business dealings. <clears throat> and uh, just to give kind of like a high-level overview of what he discussed... Um, In late 2015, he was asked to join a business venture between the Biden family and the Chinese state-owned enterprise CEFC China Energy, where they planned to create a new entity known as Sinohawk, where Bobolinsky would serve as the CEO. And um, from the Hunter Biden laptop, we saw in one of the emails from that leak, sent from James Gillier, who was another one of the business partners, on May 13th, 2017, that the distribution of shares 
of Sinohawk were discussed, and it said that 10% would be held by H for the big guy, which, you know, H clearly stands for Hunter, and the big guy represents Joe Biden, which is sort of where that <laughs> internet meme was born, yeah. where, you know, 10% for the big guy. You hear a lot of people the talking. The big guy. Yes, Joe Biden is the big guy. And according to Bobolinsky, Hunter and Jim Biden expressed to all of their business partners that Joe Biden's involvement was never to be mentioned in writing or text, but only face-to-face. So this is why uh, Hunter always referred to Joe Biden as the big guy or my chairman in the leaked emails and WhatsApp chats. Now, what's the guy's name that you just mentioned that... uh uh, not Bob Linsky, the guy um, James James Gillier. Now, did I did I not? I thought I saw him like on a he was on a lengthy interview. Was was that the guy that was just spilling the beans about he had firsthand dealings with with all of this? I don't know. You do remember this, this that video? He, he is that been, him? Um, I'm not sure. I can't I've remember seen the one with James Gillier. I definitely have seen a lot of Tony Bobolinsky, so it could be it could be him. Maybe that, it's Tony. Yes. You know what I'm talking about, Jason? It, no. There's an interview. He is just spilling no. it, and he's like, I was there. I saw all these dealing. He was first-hand account of this stuff. Yeah, this sounds like Tony Bobolinsky. Okay. He, he's done a few lengthy interviews with Tucker Carlson as well. Okay. Um, um, the big man. He refers to him as the big man. The big guy. The big guy. The big guy. Yeah. Right. Yes. Notice he doesn't call him dad. Okay. Right. <laughs> he right. just calls him the well, big guy. Well, I mean, it sounds like they got to cover the tracks. They have to. Yes. Now, okay, so just on the surface from what you just said, uh, what's wrong with that? So Joe Biden has publicly said many times that he's completely unaware of Hunter Biden's business dealings. But from the laptop leak, we can see that that is clearly not true when it says 10% held by H for the big guy. And Tony Bobolinsky has said that he has been in meetings with Joe Biden where Joe Biden is familiar with these dealings at least on a high level, where he's able to discuss what's going on with his family and the Chinese, other, you know, foreign relationships as well. Chinese. Always in something. <clears throat> yeah, yes. the birds. So, yeah. so um, on, on, a, on just surface, I mean, is there any crime? Is there a crime committed here other than you? Because you just said he's, he's always said, I didn't know about business dealings. Is that a crime? Um, so you could, I, I'm not... You know, I'm not a lawyer. I can't really tell you exactly what the law says, but it sounds a lot like, you know, all of these business dealings, and we'll get into kind of what's what Sinohawk was intended to do. It sounds like basically they are trying to leverage the Biden name to, you know, gain favors from foreign nationals and stuff okay. like that. Even Which does he, that fall under? Does that is that like treason? I think it does is. that fall okay. But even if he didn't know and was was unaware, I mean, it just tells you what kind of person Hunter is. I mean, getting involved in that type of, you know, scandal, knowing what his dad is and what he's getting into. I mean, who would do that as a son for well, his dad? Yes. Well, I don't, I don't think Hunter's all there. To right. be honest. And I don't know how he's done any of these business dealings based on um, the story that I've heard of, of stuff that he's done on, the, on his laptop. I don't even know how he, how he functions. Right. How can he be in business dealings? Right, and he, he has no expertise or prior experience that would make him qualified to be doing any of these things. He's not some successful businessman or anything like that. He has the Biden name. That's what he uses. So, so tip, what you're saying is the Biden name, we're not going to put Joe in there because that's, that's a little too on the nose. Mm-hmm. We're going to put the son in there so that we can use that Biden name for leverage for political gain in the future. Yeah, and as a front. 
Right. Yeah, and as a front for millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So so on that note, let's dig into a little bit more of what Sinohawk was created for. Yeah, I never and, heard of this name, Sinohawk. And, yeah. and Sounds like a bird. And, you know, Tony Bobulinski, the guy that came forward, why did he come forward if he's a part of this, right? So Yeah, exactly. I, I always thought that. Like, you're digging your hole. Yes. So, we did... You know, we learned from the email um, basically how the shares of Sinohawk were to be distributed. And this is sort of where things started to fall apart in terms of the business relationship between Hunter Biden and Tony Bobulinski. So um, they started to have disagreements with how funds contributed to Sinohawk from CEFC, that Chinese state-owned enterprise, um, would be allocated. <coughs> so Hunter wanted $5 million of these funds to, <laughs> to be wired directly to a separate entity that he controlled, arguing that what the Chinese were actually investing in was the Biden family. And uh, Bob Alinsky mm-hmm. obviously strongly disagreed with this as it violated you know, the written agreements that they had made and essentially turned Sinohawk into Hunter's personal piggy bank. So... He insisted that proper corporate governance be implemented on the capital distributions within Sinohawk. He thought it was going to be a legitimate business, basically. Who, Bob Alinsky? Bob Alinsky, yes. Okay, so he thought, well, what is this business, by the way? So we know? uh, Yeah, we know what it was um, labeled as. It was going to be basically investing in infrastructure and real estate on a global level. Is that a business? That's super vague. (laughs) Yeah, it's... We're going to make money. We're going to invest in microphone companies. Yes. In in Silicon Valley. Sounds legit. Yeah, so basically... (laughs) It it could be... Yeah, super high-level description. So, I mean... on the certain tone... I mean, Bob Alinsky sounds like he's a business guy, so it sounds like this is kind of a normal um, area of business that he would normally do. Invest in something globally. Yes, yeah, he, he's been... It's to make bit, money. Yeah, he's been a businessman and had <clears throat> other successful businesses, which is probably why they reached out to him to be a partner. Um, yeah. You know, because he, he knew the ins and outs of, you know, running a business. But, you know, um, <laughs> obviously when he started talking about having governance ensuring the capital distributions be done properly, Hunter obviously didn't want to do that because he wanted it to basically be a piggy bank. So instead of what Bob Alinsky was saying they should do, According to documents from Hunter Biden's laptop, which have now been corroborated by bank statements from Kathy Bank, for an account jointly held by Hunter Biden and CEFC executives, the $5 million was wired to that account on August 8th, 2017. So it wasn't sent to Sinohawk. It was was sent directly to them. And um, 2017. Okay. Yes. So Hunter got his way. Bob Alinsky was unaware that the Biden family was basically interested in creating Sinohawk for the purpose of basically laundering money from the Chinese. Um, so that obviously is where things fell apart for them. So he was like, hey, uh, uh, I'm out. This this is starting to go south. Right. This is not what I signed up for. Right. And he's come forward and he has, you know, shared this entire story. He has text messages, WhatsApp messages, emails, all these things <clears> that have been made public now. And, um, you know, on the mainstream media, if you have heard of this, which chances are – you know, if you're just listening to mainstream media, you probably even haven't heard of it because right. it's been largely ignored, but it's been slandered as Russian disinformation. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that, that that term is getting overused yes. every day. I mean, there has to be a They're probably going to say there. this is Russian misinformation when they hear this podcast. Yeah, but there has to be a journalist out there that, like, <clears throat> would dive in deep to this subject, and I'm, I'm just surprised that there hasn't been that much 
out there, especially on ma- mainstream media. Yeah. yeah. Well, because because they're it, it's a cabal. They're know, they're all they can't, they can't have everybody like they that. They do. The hive mind is it's, that deep. It's that deep, and you only got the ones on the fringe that they always. Um, What's the word? Bastard, bastardize? Is that the wrong word? Bastardize. Thank you. I don't. I don't know what that means, but it sounded right. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. I it's like a, <laughs> you know, like James O'Keefe. They'll always discredit him, like not a real journalist. And there's other, like the uh, Epic News. Yeah. Uh, they'll always discredit those. Those are like on the outer fringe that really want to present the truth. Yeah, the people practicing true journalism are the ones that are being slandered as Rus- Russian disinformation, disinformation cons- conspiracy theories, all, all, all sorts of stuff. And, yeah, the mainstream media is largely controlled by a cabal. I believe that. Yeah, it has to be, yeah. Because they're all... That's probably another show. Absolutely. <laughs> the absolutely. mainstream media. Yeah, it absolutely needs to be. And, you know, because um, they all operate in lockstep. And so absolutely. The exact You've same seen thing. it, yeah. And, you know, with respect to this story, it's been... Slandered as Russian disinformation, and Bobolinsky's come forward in several other interviews as well, where he's blown the whistle on Biden family business dealings in Oman, Romania, Luxembourg, all over the world. Really? And, yeah, and all of these business dealings fit the same mold of basically using the Biden name to set up meetings, establish foreign relationships, and where people are basically <laughs> trying to garner favor with, you know, Joe Biden. So, wow. And with Joe Biden in the White House, you know, the, and, and we have no, you know, investigation of what's going on here by any considerable effort. So it, it's kind of scary when you think about that, that we could have somebody in the Oval Office who is corrupted so deeply by, you know, foreign interests. Exactly. They thought, they thought Trump was bad. <clears throat> well, I, I'm like, I, I remember this story coming out. And Bob Alinsky, now that you're saying that, I think that is the guy I watched. Uh, he did a long-form interview and was just and was blowing the whistle. And he was there. He had first, first-hand accounts of these business dealings. And I was like, why Why are these people allowed to get away with stuff? Yeah. But, it, it's weird because, yeah, the mainstream media largely outside of Fox News has just circled the wagons on this and has, you know, just laid Well, here's the other thing. If, like, for instance, you... Uh, we people are talking about it right now. You got the mainstream media squelching, but you got these other journalists saying stuff. You got Bob Alinsky coming out saying this is what happened. Is this just some kind of, hey, this is what happened and who cares? Or is there really, who, who's, the, who's the gatekeeper that would go, hey, that's not right. We need to, there, there's criminal charges that need to be brought. Who, who are those people? Maybe it's Other just than so people big just sitting around a table talking about it. But maybe it's so big that they like realize... I can't tackle this, and there's no use going after this because it's just too much. I mean, it could be. It could be. Too you mean much. like you mean like a prosecutor? Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you're going down some deep stuff, so you got to understand that. I mean, there's a lot going to get a lot of pushback. There's going to be a lot of, of people that are going <laughs> to criticize you. I mean, okay, so already, so this that was 2017. So Biden wasn't even in the uh, the Oval Office at that point, right? Okay, yeah. so his family has has got this cloud over him. <clears throat> the Department of Justice, okay, is what's their job? <laughs> Who knows anymore? Is, are they supposed to prosecute stuff? <laughs> yeah, I mean, either that or a special counsel needs to be made. Um, well, you know, so 2017, that goes back to the Department of Justice. They were doing Russian collusion for three years. Right, that's what they were occupying. So they were busy with that, and who cares about Biden and his son, you know. Well, he, Yeah, and they're also worried about, you know, 
parents showing up to PTO meetings and, you know, having problems. Yeah, because they have a problem with public education. Because the Justice Department is highly politicized at the moment. Yeah. It's never been this way. It's right. It it is too extreme right now. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so it it seems like all of these uh, entities of the government that are not elected officials, like Department of Justice, that's not, those aren't elected. Those are people they hire. FBI. CIA, NSA, those aren't elected. Those are people that are hired, mm-hmm. and that that seems like there's tentacles from this main this main conglomerate. Maybe it is, I, and I don't know how to, you know, I don't know how to. Is there like guys in black suits sitting around a table wringing their hands? I don't know how is it that, that the cabal, and they go, okay, here's, and they have a meeting every year, and go. Okay, with the FBI, we need to make sure they're doing this. CIA, oh, Department of Justice, y'all need to do the Russian collusion. But don't yeah. t- let's forget about the thing. Oh, who we got on the mainstream media? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, is somebody yeah, running the show like that? I think so. Yeah. I think it's that deep. I think it happens that way, and I think it happened, you know, slowly over time, over decades, probably before they ended up in the state where they're basically entirely captured agencies. And then you got us. Yeah, just sitting. Is, so everyday people, like working class people, like me and you, that how does this affect us on the ground, feeding our family, putting you know, paying our mortgages? How does this affect us? Other than oh, that's wrong. Yeah, somebody it, should be held accountable. Is it a, is it really affecting our daily lives? I think it should. I think it should be something that people aren't afraid to talk about. I think people need to talk about it with their family and with their neighbors because you know. Just looking at this evidence right here, it looks like this. Spe- if you formed a special counsel to look into it, it should take ten minutes to basically figure out that there's <laughs> right. something wrong here. instead of three years. Yeah. Is basic yeah. level stuff. Yes. Yeah. And you know it it should concern the average American because I think the average American wants to believe that their elected officials are not you know captured or right not. or do or they want to do the right thing. Yes, that they want to. Do right by the American people, not do right by, you know, foreign interests that are, you know, laundering $5 million to them. The Chinese. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'll go ahead and say this, too. I haven't said this, but um, for everybody listening, the audience, I am a conservative Christian. I'll go ahead and put my label on that. I what Every view you hear me speak about on this show is going to be coming from a biblical worldview, and most every that's how I filter all of my information. And that's how I think it's disturbing of people like me and you that when it's filtered through that biblical worldview, it doesn't line up and something's wrong and something's off. You know what I'm saying? And it has to be, it's almost like um, OCD. You got to make it right. Yeah. You know, you got to make things right. You do. Yeah. And, you know, with what's going on in Ukraine right now, like, the U.S. has sent around. Like well, let's talk about that first, because uh, what was the company you said? Uh, Bur- Burisma? No, or, no, no, no. Oh, Sinohawk. Okay, Sinohawk, that's c- connected to China. Yeah. Right, those dealings. And then we got Burisma, which is an oil company, right. and that was in Ukraine? Yeah. And let's talk about that. Yeah, and Hunter Biden sat on the board of that company from 2014 to 2019. And, you know, the U.S. through, you know, the, the Russia-Ukraine war right now, has uh, the U.S. has sent about fifty-four billion dollars there? We don't know where the Lord. money. We don't know where the money's going, really. Zelensky's I mean, pocket. Yeah, and you know who who knows if this is being <clears throat> laundered in a way that's enriching the Bidens, that's enriching other you know public officials. We really don't know. So, okay, so 
he had dealings with Ukraine. And I remember that video that came out with Biden, how he, remember he, he, the video that came out, he was like, well, I'll tell you what, oh, I called him up and if uh, I'm on the plane, if you don't, uh, if you don't get rid of that DA, uh, we're going to, we're going to cut the funds from you. Sure enough, he called up. That SOB called up. What did he, he, yeah. he You know, you seen that video? Yeah, and they got rid. Yeah. Of, they got rid of that prosecutor. And I'm like, what? That's just blatant. I don't understand how that is like on the nose, and nobody does anything. I mean, that's just corrupt right there. It's yeah. a liberal agenda. Yeah, he thought it was you know some big win that he wanted to take credit for, but really from you know it was leverage. Yeah, from a lot of people's perspective, that was done to protect Hunter Biden, and that's been sort of discredited as a conspiracy theory like on wikipedia there is a biden ukraine conspiracy theory page <laughs> where, where they talk about exactly that and how it's you know totally unfounded and all these things but i mean read into it how you may if you think it's a conspiracy theory or if you think it's you know um biden using his political office to you know protect his family in these dealings right. they're doing um, yeah he was pulling the yeah because that was when he was vice president that was yeah and he was talking about you yeah, i can call barack blah 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 mm-hmm. you know get this done yeah and then um <clears throat> so the whole the, the whole what i've heard is ukraine it's russia invaded them because they started pointing their weapons toward russia um and, and something about nato yeah so they basically- i'm very uneducated guys you got to you want to, you want to dive Somebody into? leave some comments uh, in the chat. Yeah, so basically Ukraine joined NATO. and Try, They were trying to join. Yes. Yeah, yes. they were trying to join NATO. And Russia perceives that as an threat. existential threat, yeah. basically. Right, I don't base. want you to join NATO because you're, you're aligning yourself with these other countries. Right, and they <clears> would basically be surrounded by NATO at that point. So um, there, And it's been, you know, talked about since like the 1980s about how Russia really doesn't want NATO to move any further east. And that's exactly what was being talked about and discussed. Um, It's a multifaceted um, reasoning why they invaded. I think that's part of it. I think um, Russia sees Ukraine as part of Russia, has been part of Russia for for since the beginning of time. And there's certain certain areas in Ukraine that are uh, anti-Russia, and there's some that are for Russia. Right. Like, they they align with them. Yeah, and then Putin also said that the reason they invaded... Because uh, there was a lot of Nazis in Ukraine, mm-hmm. and they wanted to f- free. You said Ukraine. that, yeah. <laughs> they wanted to free Ukraine from the Nazi ter- uh, um, huh. regime. Yeah, yeah. I heard about that too. Is That's that true? Good. Absolutely not. <laughs> I was like, I mean, "We're I'm the sh- Nazis." Sure, I thought we killed those. guys. I'm sure there are people there that are radical and have Nazi like tendencies. Sure, like I, I'm, I'm sure there is. Yeah, but, fascist. Yeah, but uh, <clears throat> are they that prevalent? Do you need to invade another country? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um let's here I want to dive into the the laptop timeline. Yeah, let's do it. And how that and then we could just discuss as we go down. But first I wanted to go ahead and just give everybody a um a helicopter view of this guy called Joe Joseph R. Biden. His and his name is Rob Robini. Do you know I Where's this? What, what's his full Robinette. Name? Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. Yep. Beta. Beta. <laughs> Robinette? Cut what? That's, what? A, that's beta. It's, you're already going down. Okay. He was first elected in 1972. Um, he was reelected six more 
Senate terms, 78, 84, 90, 96, 2002, and 2008, usually getting 60% of the vote. So most of the time he didn't he didn't he didn't face strong opposition when he went up. It was just kind of easy wins. Right. Uh, he spent 28 years as a junior senator due to the two-year seniority of his Republican colleague William Roth. Don't know who that is. It's just it's just history. Um, after Tom Carper defeated Roth in 2000, Biden became the Delaware senior senator, and then he became the longest-serving senator in Delaware history as of 2018. He was the 18th longest-serving senator in U.S. history. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so he's had, and I would think you could probably go Nancy Pelosi, Biden, Maxine Waters. All of you could probably see the same pattern of this election. How you've just stayed in there for years, and I don't think, for me, reading some some of the small amount of reading I've read about the founding fathers, it was never. It was never intended for somebody to stay a senator or in Congress for that long term. It was meant to go, hey, I'm representing my people back home. Right. I'm do- I've done what I've done, and then I go back home and I get a regular job. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was designed to do, not to stay up there. And I don't know how these – well, I see how Biden's gotten rich. Yeah. I mean, you, oh, can't, yeah. you can't get this rich just being a senator. Am I right? Unless you, unless you just save your money up and you invest it, right? Yeah, I mean... It, you do the right thing. It wouldn't make sense if it was fair, right? Because you're spending, you know, probably $15, 20000000 million to campaign for a Senate job that pays $175,000, something like that. So right. The math doesn't work. At all. And, you know, Pelosi, they've got these huge mansions that they're like rock stars, uh, almost. Yeah. You know... I just heard that Biden is using our tax dollars to build a wall around his his house. What? <laughs> what? I, are you yes. serious? He, a wall his around first, his house. His, his campaign run was, there's not going to be one more foot of wall on the Mexican border. But, you know, I but want here a wall he's around using my taxpayer house. dollars to increase the, his wall around his mansion. Meanwhile, yeah. see, the I'm cartel like, is funneling right. cocaine into the United States. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, when I hear stuff like that, I'm like, you didn't ask me about that. Well, how come I don't get a vote and how you spend? It's just weird the way the whole government thing is set up. It's like we we sit here and say we the people because we can elect every two and four years. But yeah. is it really we the people? I, I haven't felt yeah, like not. I've had any representation from 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 the government at all in a long time. Right. Yeah. The- it's like you didn't ask me. It's just it's just weird. Like if I voted for you and you and, and Mike, you said, you know what? I'm gonna make sure all these roads around here are fixed. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm gonna, that's what I'm gonna do for you. Oh, okay, I'm gonna hold you to that. And then you went and represented me because you had like you had like 50 people that wanted that same thing. So you represented. So you're one person that represents 50. Hey, we're gonna get these roads fixed. Yeah. And then you never do it. Right. Yeah. And then we're like, hey, I thought you represented us. No, but I'm getting paid. Yeah, exactly. Hey, here's Burisma. Yeah, like you mentioned, I mean, when this country was founded, these people were meant to be transitory public servants. Transitory meaning they're not there forever. Right. You know, you are there. You don't have a house in D.C. Yeah, your intention should not be to get reelected over and over again. Your intention should be to serve your constituency. Yeah. And that's what's totally absent right now in our political system. And you see people like the Biden family, the Pelosi's, all these people just taking advantage of their position to enrich themselves, to enrich their family. Right. 
and then they come up with and every year like for instance you've seen how they've they've they just go with the culture mm-hmm. and they embrace whatever the culture's doing because they think that's where they and you know what up until 2020 election i've always wondered how are these people running these democratic cities even governors even governors even governors and then uh people representatives like maxine waters and and pelosi how are they how are they how are these people in their district wanting to live like that and then i'm like 2020 came and i was like oh it makes sense now mm-hmm. y'all been cheating the whole time yeah there's no way there's that many people that want to live like that right it just it doesn't make sense to me I mean, have you seen San Francisco? Yeah, it's pretty bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's so, really bad. I mean, you said that you side more. You're, you're Republican and conservative Republican, Biden. Well, I, I don't want to say that Byron. because everybody has to pick a side. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has to check a box. Well, here's, here's my camp. Here's right. where I am. I don't want to say that. It's just that party seems to align more with the values that I hold from a biblical worldview. Gotcha. Not all right. of them do. Sure. Right. Not all of them do, but that's the one that's closest. And the Democrat is just way out and doesn't even at all. But I think yes to your question, but I wanted to just follow up with that. Sure. Um, do you think the corruption is exclusive to the Democratic Party? Or do you think, in, in my opinion, I think it's not exclusive to the Democratic Party. I think it's all politicians, Republican, Democrat. I think a lot of them. They're all yeah. alike. Um, I think. I think, I think right some there. are more. Some are more discreet, and some are more blatant about it. I think that uh, the Democrats have just thrown caution to the wind, and just they don't care anymore. So they will look at you straight in the face and be like, "Yeah, no, I'm basically, I, I'm doing this. Yeah, yeah, I'm corrupt." And then no one bats an eye. Right. Yeah. Um, because it's all this stuff about Biden. It's so. It's so apparent, and why isn't it being investigated? Why isn't it taken care of? Right. Yeah. It's because this the system is corrupt, and you can't have the corrupt system investigating itself. You know. <laughs> That's a great point. Yeah. The system itself is corrupt. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And then I guess another. Uh, I don't know if this is another show. Um. Yeah. W- w- you know what? I'm going to put on the list too. January six. Okay. Yeah, we should do that. That insurrection. Quote insurrection. Yeah, the, yeah, the insurrection. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about that <clears throat> in an upcoming show uh, because those, I just, the, the epoch, epoch, I don't know, is it epoch or epoch? I call it the epoch times. It's weird. Yeah, it's a weird word. And what's weird is they have an office in China. Oh, they do? Yes. They got raided one time. Oh, okay. Yeah, weird. their office in China. <clears throat> what's that say? Oh, okay. Is, is he okay? Uh, okay, that was he, sorry. Sorry, everybody's listening. So uh, Jason just wrote a note. Yeah, it's obviously, I, I don't want to talk about. Yeah, it. I don't know if I could talk about it because. Uh, hey, you know what? When we do the show, maybe, maybe we can have an interview. Yeah, with, maybe with people that were there. People not that, that yeah, I know of anybody. Exactly. That not was that we there. know of anybody that I, was there, but I don't know. Hypothetically, yeah. if we did know people that were there, maybe we could get them on the show and they can tell and their they story can, yeah. because they don't get. To, I have not heard stories. Now, I will say this, Epoch Times, Epoch, okay, I keep botching that up. The Epoch Times um, just did a, a long 30-minute documentary <clears throat> where um, he actually called a person in the jail. He, they get an hour break, and 
he called and did an interview with him from inside the jail, and he told his story. You're talking about someone from January 6th? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So um, I want to check that out. Um, so hypothetically, I in know. In the future. Hypothetically, I know somebody that was there, and then. Oh, I do too. Like a day after it happened, uh, he came to me and was like, don't tell anybody, but I was there. This is all a uh, fake story. But um, <laughs> but he, he, he came to me and said, hey, don't say anything about this. Um, but I was there, and um, I've had people call me, um, investigators asking me questions. Yeah. So don't repeat this. Okay. <clears throat> that being said. But this never happened. No, that being no, I have a, I have some friends that were there too that that are not locked up, so I may reach out to them too for the interview. Yeah, let's cover that. But in, in an episode. But sure. that being said, I'm going to go over this timeline because that's interesting about because that's the FBI, that's investigators, um, which are the arm of the Biden administration right now. Now, it seems like it's not really the Biden administration because. They were going after Trump for four years. The whole place was corrupt. Mm-hmm. Paul Manafort, all that text with, you know, whatever that dude's name was, I can't remember. Yeah, those text messages. Uh, McCabe. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he was, you don't remember? Okay, we'll have to, <laughs> we'll have to talk about that. He's like, you, <laughs> he's, you don't know some of this stuff. No, I don't. This L- is all Lisa McCabe and... Uh, the text messages that were just naughty and raunchy and talking about, we got to get this guy out of the office. This no. FBI agent talking, you know, yeah. text messaging with yeah, a, an attorney. Heard never heard of this. Oh, wow. I so re- he'll be enlightened. I, I remember that, yeah. When so may, may, maybe we should do a, a show, uh, a, a topic called Russia Collusion. We should. It's the Russia. It's the whole Russia gate, dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's um, circle back to the Biden family. Yeah, let's okay, circle Biden, back. Circle there's back. so much. There's so, yeah, circle back. Uh, John Paul Mac Isaac. Okay, what a weird name. Mm-hmm. But still, for these purposes, I'm going to call him John. <clears throat> Y'all know this guy? He's the repair shop owner for the, the computer laptop. guy. Uh, okay. okay. Yeah. Now let's go back. I'm just going to I'm just going to go down this timeline, and y'all think about what is what is happening here in the dates. Okay, April 12th, 2019. Uh, it was on a Friday night. Now I'm not sure what time, but it was 10 minutes before his shop closed. And I'm thinking a computer repair shop, Friday, I'm thinking five, maybe later. I don't know. Maybe seven. No, oh, you know what? No, no, no. See, here's this is great about this story because now I'm thinking he said he saw the, the headlights shine up on his, so it was dark outside. So it could be seven. Yeah. So, okay, so this was, um, this was in Delaware, so East Coast. Yep. So seven, maybe eight. So it was dark because he saw headlights come up 10 minutes before he was about to close. So, um. Now, mind you, this guy is considered legally blind, okay? Mm-hmm. So, I'm... Wait, wait, what? Yeah, he can see... Well, legally blind has... Uh, there's a big spectrum there. Legally blind means I am just see darkness, or legally blind is like, I can see you, and I can tell you're a white man, you've got some dark hair, but everything's kind of fuzzy. So, the dude that works on laptops is legally blind? Yeah. What am I taking my laptop Well. There? Well, um, I was thinking when he said that, I was like, he would have a hard time. They would probably rip him up in court about who he thought Hunter Biden was in front of him if he's legally blind. But listen to this. I just want to throw that out there, too, because I don't know if many people knew that. 
So Hunter Biden comes into the shop intoxicated. He was already intoxicated, and the guy could tell clearly he was intoxicated. He had three liquid damage MacBook Pros. Yep. Okay, they, they had, there was liquid damage. All right, so John looked at it. One was a write-off. Like he couldn't even get, there was no, it was no coming back. He's, yeah, this one's done. power it on. Yep. He gave it back to him. One was the keyboard was just damaged, and he gave that one back to Hunter and gave him a keyboard, loaned him a keyboard. He said, the only thing's wrong with this is the keyboard. You can go recover your data yourself if you want to. Right. So Hunter took those two back with him. The one that um, was not recovered was the one that he, he, it was just he had to power up. And uh, it was, he could, he could power it up, but it was going to take some work to get the data off, to recover data. So basically, this was a data recovery job. Okay? It wasn't, hey, fix my screen, fix my keyboard. It was, I've got data on these hard drives that I need recovered because I can't get them. That was the job. Mm-hmm. Okay. So John checked the, that laptop into a shop, uh, which required more work to recover the data. And he had Hunter sign a document, which this is standard practice in computer shops. You uh, sign your computer over. You assign a com- like that laptop right. is my custody now. Giving them consent. Right. To look He's through, like, yeah. my, it's my custody. So, yep, and you give them the password and everything. Right. And he did it right there. And the guy was, uh, he said, he was doing an interview with Fox and Friends. And he was like, I'm not going to repeat the password because it was, it was two explicit sexual acts together. Yeah. That was just, you don't want to repeat. Yeah. So that was the password. I just, so already you know. Like so many things just ran already, through my mind. Already yeah. you kind of see what kind of the guy this is. Yeah. I'm intoxicated. His password's what? I kind of want to read his book because I think he reveals I'm, I'm going to buy that book. Yeah. He did. He said he revealed it in the. Yeah. <laughs> so John noticed, uh, let's see, John noticed the keyboard was in. He gave, okay. Um, he signed the document. Then, um, then John thought that this laptop was his brother's laptop. So, um, because because Bo had just died. Bo, Bo Biden had just died. He thought it was his brother's laptop, and he was doing him a favor um, to try to get all the memories off the computer. Well, because he says usually when people bring in computers and they're damaged, the most thing they want is videos and photos because those are things you can't replace. Right. Documents you can replace, emails you can... Pre- Stuff you've downloaded from the internet, you can replace that. But photos and, and pictures, memories, you can't replace that. Right. So he thought that was his brother's, and he was doing him a favor. Well, John stays late that night, Friday night, after he closed, and he starts recovering the data, usually saying he has an internal server on his, uh, at his store. So he has his own personal server. So usually he would just do a transfer, but... What he had to do is just drag. He dragged and dropped to his server, and there was so much data on it. Um, he left because I'm just going to let this run overnight. So he left the shop. So he comes back the next morning. He sees the laptop had died. Why it didn't power it up? I don't know. That's kind of an amateur move, anyway. Because I'm sure you've got cords laying around with a MacBook Pro. Yeah, it's MacBook Pro, right? And yeah. he know he knows it's going to be on all night. I'm like, that's that's kind of a well. Maybe it was late. And maybe he, he didn't see it. Maybe he didn't. So he comes back and he notices the laptop had died. So at this point, John doesn't know when it died, what data, if it all made it, if some made it, if some didn't. So at this point, John had to comb through the data and he had to look at Hunter's data and then the server 
and 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 line everything up and make sure okay this I got I got that I got that folder. Mm-hmm. So he gets to a point where he noticed there was a lot of homemade porn and smoking crack. Yep. He noticed that because and here's and <laughs> here's why he has to click on it because he noticed in in most most cases data uh, data damage or data corruption is from large video files. And if they're corrupted, he's not gonna he's not gonna keep it. So he has to click on it to see because he, he can tell if he clicks on a video file if it plays it's not corrupted, and if it doesn't play, he knows that file's corrupted. I'm not even fooling with this. I'm trashing it. Yep. So he had to so play he had to cl- he had to click on it, and th- he there was a lot. He said there was a lot of homemade porn, and him smoking crack on this computer. Yeah. Okay. So already that seems kind of illegal. On the surface, this is what John's thinking. Just a little bit. These these are kind of illegal acts that I'm looking at right now. Right, yeah. So, <laughs> large files of those just smoking crack and right. homemade porn. Okay, so that's why I said I don't understand oh. how this guy, yeah, was in any kind of business deal with Bob Alinsky. With it, it doesn't seem like he could even function yeah. on that level of business. Seriously, yeah. Other than other than Bob Alinsky, and I don't know if Bob Alinsky said this or not, but maybe Joe talked to him, hey, won't you hire my son for this? Because I don't know if that happened. Right. I don't know because Bob, it seems like Bob Alinsky would have seen what kind of guy he was and was like, I'm not dealing with this guy. Right. This guy looks this like he a lot of crack. Yeah, and he's got homemade porn on his, on his computer. Right. Sounds sketch. Okay. So also John noticed a couple of financial documents that raised a red flag. Now, when I heard him say this on the interview – I don't know what that means when he said raised a red flag. I, I I would have to read the book or get more in depth. He didn't go into detail. Okay. So if you saw a financial, I don't know what you would see. I mean, if I'm looking at financial, me personally, financial documents, I'm like, okay, uh, I see the bank statement, whatever. I don't, I don't think I would see a red flag, but maybe, maybe he saw the, the kind of financial documents. Yeah. Like with what the company name and Bob Alinsky and, yeah. And Barisma, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe that's the red flag that went up. I probably wouldn't have noticed. I, I think that's probably what he did see. He probably saw some financial transaction documented on his computer. And, um, and he was like, wow. And, and maybe, that's... maybe he looked up the name of who it was from, like CEFC China Energy, and been like, oh, that's weird. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So that raised some red flags, plus, you know, the, the crack smoking and, and that kind of stuff. So now here's the timeline. That, that was the next day. That was... Um, I'm going to guess when he came back in. I don't know if he came in on a Saturday. The next, he said, um, he said he comes back the next morning. So that had to have been the next Saturday morning. Okay, here's some context too. Hunter came back or? No, no, John, John came back. Okay. John came back. I would have to say he said he came back the next morning. So I have to assume it was a Saturday. Okay. Here's some context too because John, John wasn't really well read. And I don't, I don't know if before all this came up, if if Hunter Biden walked through the door and joined our small group, if I would have recognized him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't have. I, you know what I'm saying? So that was the kind of interaction that John had with him. He didn't really, and then Hunter was kind of like, um, oh, okay, what's your name when he's writing stuff? Hunter, and he was like, Biden? Like, yeah, like you, you should know me, I'm a rock star? Right. That was, I'm like, all right, this guy. Okay, so, and then, and then when he said that, that's when John was like, oh, oh, 
was his under. Oh, okay. Then he then was two and two, and then he you know he recognized, you know he could just physically, <clears throat> and then to corroborate that it was Hunter because this goes back to I'm legally blind. When he saw the homemade porn, he knew that that was the guy in his office. When he saw the crack pipe yes. in his hand, he knew. He, That's Hunter Biden. See what I'm saying? So it wasn't like because other people have come out that said Hunter's laptop was stolen and somebody else brought it in. But John corroborated, oh, the guys on the video, that's the same guy that was signing the documents in front of me. So he knew who it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he comes back the next morning, comes through the data. Now, two weeks after the drop-off, we moved to April 25th, 2019. Joe Biden announces his candidacy yeah. for the presidency two weeks later. So John started having fears for his safety. For his, He started going, oh, he's running for president? The things I saw on this laptop? I'm kind of nervous right now. He really got, he physically got nervous and concerned for his safety. So, all right, let's backtrack. Let's backtrack two weeks earlier. Just, just to give you context of how he, he, he called Hunter on the 15th, 2019, and informed him to bring in a two terabyte hard drive so that he could move all of his data off his server onto this hard drive, and then you can go and have your merry way. I'm done. My job's over. Right. So, he called Hunter. Hunter dropped off the hard drive on 16th of April, 2019. So the next day, he brought the hard drive in. And then he informed Hunter, hey, you can come in tomorrow, the 17th, to pick it up. You can pick up your laptop and the data. And then John transferred all the data from his server to the hard drive. Okay? And then um, he also sent him an invoice on the 17th. He said he wanted to pay by square. I don't know what that means, but... Square. Hunter said, I want, you, I want to be invoiced by Square. I'm, I'm going to pay for this. Okay. I think that's uh, something with Apple. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Anyway, so he sent him an invoice and then um, uh, told him to come back. Hunter never showed up on the 17th. He never showed up. Um, he called him near the end of April. So he made several, con- several calls, and then he called him a few more times in the month of May. So no response from Hunter. Still had the laptop. Laptop. Still there. Hard drive. Everything. And everything on his personal server. Has it all still. Got it all. Hasn't heard a word from. Called Hunter. Come pick this thing up. And then, um, of course, it's in May. So he's he's already gotten nervous about, oh, your dad's running for president. I'm getting nervous. Because he saw how the Russian hoax went. So he was nervous about that arm of the law taking up. you know, maybe sweeping him under the rug. So, uh, at this point, uh, John is in possession of the laptop, the, the hard drive, and the data on the, on the store server. All right, let's move to October 13th. Oh, wait, I meant to, I meant to go down. No, we're not going to move to October 13th. I'm going to delete that. So, here's what happened, and this is, why I wanted, this is what's important about what you said about uh, the January 6th and people getting called. John was too afraid to contact the FBI because of all the Russian hoax thing. He didn't know if he could trust them. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he got assistance from his father. His father was a retired Air Force colonel. Oh, wow. Spent 30 years in the Air Force. Wow. Okay. Retired, decorated. Uh, In late October 2019, his father, so he didn't, so he's from Delaware. 
He didn't want to do it locally. He was nervous. So his father approached the Albuquerque FBI field office. And his father said it was the most humiliating experience he's ever had with government entities. The FBI agent informs his father that you need to get a lawyer and you need to get the hell out of my office and don't talk to anybody about this. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, that's crazy. What? Oh, by the way, he had mailed the father the external hard drive that, that Hunter owned. That's what he was going to present to him. Mm-hmm. They weren't hearing it. Okay, you need a lawyer up and don't talk about this. Okay, that's, that's October 2019. Okay, you got the context? Yep. <laughs> okay, so one month later, we go to November 2019, an FBI agent named Joshua calls John's father, the retired colonel, because I want to get in touch with John. Give me your son's name. Okay, Joshua meets with John in his home. So he goes to in his home, FBI agent, and ask him about his concerns. What are you concerned about? Why all this? Right. What's your problem? What's going on? <clears throat> so John informed the agent that he really wanted to get this laptop and all this data out of Just his possession. Out of his Please life. Please get this away from me. I don't want to. I don't want this. Understandable. The agents um, said, "What we're going to do is we're going to come to your shop and we're going to make a forensic clone." Of the drive. So John agreed to that. So December 9th, 2019, the FBI shows up at his shop, but instead of a technician to do clones, they had a subpoena. Mm. Subpoena, we're going to take it all. We're going to take all this. Okay. All 100 possessions. Well, John was relieved. He said, thank you. Take it all. So he was like, I'm relieved to get this out of my possession. So John gave the FBI the hard drive, the laptop, and the paperwork that all the paperwork of him, you know, doing the transaction for him to do the data. Okay. The FBI, the FBI informed John that if anybody should come looking for the hard drive and the laptop to stall them, tell them it's off-site, I don't have it, and that we will return it. Meaning, if you come looking for it, a stall, call the FBI, the FBI will return it to you. Weird. That's what he meant by that. Is okay. that. He didn't mean return it back to me. He was like, call us, tell us who contacted you, and we'll return it to that person. Okay. That doesn't That's like weird. That That's way. weird for sure. Okay. Why would you tell me that? Sure. Pretty sure that doesn't work that way. Okay. So a couple of weeks later, we're in December 2019. A couple of weeks later, John gets a call from Agent Mike. Agent Mike Jones. Mm-hmm. I don't know who that is. Um, he informed him that they will be communicating going forward only with Agent Mike and only with text message. On a burner phone. Right. Yeah. So that was the last time. This is December. That was the last time John heard from the FBI. December 2019. Okay. Okay. A couple of more interesting points. John attempted to go to Congress with this information. And they were turned away as well. They were rebuffed. Interesting. What? Congress, yeah. you people make laws. I'm coming to you with information, basically the stuff that you laid out at the beginning of the show. Yeah. I've got this information because I'm sure all those emails and everything that you're talking about was on that laptop. Yeah, Congress didn't want to sure. deal with it. I don't know why. So here's what John did. John made two copies of the drive. 
He gave one to his father when he went to Albuquerque. And he gave one to a friend with instructions that anything ever happens to me, I want you to hand deliver this to Rudy Giuliani. My man. Yeah. So that was John's plan. Like, this this is weird. This 2019, I haven't heard from the feds. They took the stuff. I may I may get a black bag over my face Give and a needle Rudy. in my neck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So August 28th, 2020, John overnights the hard drive. So he decides something hadn't happened to me. So we're moving to August 28th, 2020. Um, he overnights the hard drive to Bob Costella, which is Rudy's attorney. And then this is... And then we move to October 13th, 2020. John receives a call from Hunter's lawyer, and he asks him if he's still in possession of the laptop. Now, if you remember, this date's important. October 14th is when Rudy started revealing everything. Yep. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Started revealing everything. Everything came out. Um, it's just funny that the day before, the attorney calls. You still have that laptop? Mm-hmm. Then, all of a sudden, a digital iron curtain dropped over this story. And it seemed like it was a, con- a coordinated effort by mainstream media and social media. It was just dropped. And this, you know, yeah, this story's not real. What are y'all talking about? Which leads me to believe... That because the FBI knew about it. Now, now looking back on it, remember what Mark Zuckerberg said on Joe Rogan? Yes. Yeah, the FBI. The FBI came to me and said, hey, y'all may be getting some stuff soon about Russia disinformation. Yes. Well, how did the FBI know that? Exactly. Yeah. The- You've been visited by your dad and John from the laptop. They had it in possession. I feel like all this, they were ready for this to come out because they knew it was going to happen. They were ready for it. Exactly. There's the timeline. Yep. And I think the New York post was the publication that talked about Hunter Biden's laptop first, like the first actual newspaper that started talking about it before Giuliani started, you know, leaking everything. Yeah. That October 14th was when that came out. Yep. The day after the lawyer contacted John. Yes. So somebody knew something. Yeah. And basically every other publication just went after that. Super hardcore, I remember. No, what, uh, what, uh, New York Post? Yeah, New York Post is the one that, you know, was, right. t- was talking about the laptop and everything, um, and alluded to some of the contents of it. And then I, th- I think, like, you know, Washington Post, New, uh, you know, the New York Times, all those basically st- just tried to squash it. Yeah, yeah. just tried to I, squash it. It was a coordinated effort, definitely. It was. And I think, you know, I'm not sure if they've all backpedaled on it, but I think the New York Times has, you know, edited their article to say, oh, yeah, it is actually real or whatever. Well, since that time, I remember when it came out, Rudy was like, I got this laptop in front of me. Um, I've got all this stuff. It's true, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And now since then, I've heard, like, um, I can't remember the representative name. Uh, maybe it's Matt Gates. He said he's in. It's like this This stuff has been copied now and then given to other people. Other people are in possession of this. Yeah, it's o- in the, others, other, this data. Yeah, it's in the public domain, a lot of it is. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff you can read about it online. So, like, on the dark web, we can <laughs> you know, stuff. Well, yeah. I mean, all the, the videos, some of the videos are released with the crack pipes and yep. and um, some of the prostitutions. Yep. I mean, so let, 
that's what I'm saying. How could how could Belinsky get in business with this kind of guy? It, he he's just reckless. Yeah, it's like he doesn't even care. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, yeah, he's obviously a guy you know that deals with addiction and is struggling with that. And you know, other than the Biden name, no one would even think about you know doing business with him. But he has that Biden name, and he's you know the golden ticket to getting you know, favors from Joe Biden, basically. And then, so, so like, you got the Biden family. You got Joe that can barely talk and put a sentence together. Yep. <laughs> you ain't black. <laughs> Why would you say that? I know. Anyway, you ain't black, and come on, man. Come on, man. And then man. corn pop, corn pop, and the hair on your legs raising up, and oh, yeah. roaches, and it's just... Did you see the video that he walked into the bush? Yes. That was... That was yeah, and the invisible friend shaking the hand. Love it. Yeah, that's just, he can't put anything together. Um, or he's reading the teleprompter. And teleprompter, yeah, end of quote. End of quote. Repeat the line. You know the thing. You know, sometimes I feel bad for him. Well, I think, I think yeah. it's just, yeah. And, um, like, you can't get to him without going through Jill. I don't know if you knew that. She wears the pants. Jill, you, you can't get to him without Jill. It's like you don't have access. I don't know if y'all knew that. So no. I, I didn't know that. So yeah. she has to sign off on. Well, I mean, anything that you're going to come around him and try to do, you got to go through. She's his caregiver, you, yeah. of course. I mean, and she knows. Like, I mean, she's always there beside him. Do you see when he said, that's all right, I agree. Let's go, Brandon. She was just like, oh. yeah. She just knows that, oh, Lord. She was a head down. It was a face palm. Yeah. <laughs> it was ridiculous. But anyway, um, I don't know if we've gotten to the bottom of it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know if we have because, you know. It, it's it's really deep. It is. And, yeah, you, you just brought up an interesting point of, you know, Joe Biden is basically at the mental state of, you know, he's not there. And he'll basically sign anything that goes in front of him. And, you know, so he's basically doing yeah whatever comes across his desk. There, there's definitely puppet mastery going on. There is. And um, there, there's more to talk about, too, because uh, we got the Ashley Biden diary that was found at a halfway oh, house. Right. And the people that uh, found it have pled guilty just recently yep. to um, the charge was um, transporting stolen goods across state lines, mm-hmm. which they had to plead guilty, which I think that uh, somebody was holding something over them. Yeah, and they took a deal. If you don't, sure. it, yeah, if you don't plead guilty to this, yeah. we're going to do this yeah, to you. They took a deal. And it, you can see, like, it, they have to think, well, look at the three years of Russia hoax, and then look at all the people yeah. that are in jail for over a year and a half for January 6th for doing nothing. Yep. They got to think, oh, sure, I'm going to take a deal. I'm yeah. not going to a black site. Yeah. So now their name is like toast. Yeah. Because, there's yeah, I'm guilty for stolen. So they can't, I mean, can you even go tell the real story? Like, no, I found that under a mattress. You can tell the real story and then end up dead. Oh. I think that's. Yeah. Well, see, I don't know the stipulation because. If it, if it, I don't know why they consider it stolen if it was abandoned there. I don't know. And then, of course, they uh, delivered it to uh, James O'Keefe from Project Veritas. Yep. Um, he bought it for $40,000, and he didn't publish the story. Mm-hmm. And, he got la- and he got raided. Right. FBI raided his house. Yeah. Did you know that? Yep. No, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. They raided his house. FBI is raiding everybody. Yeah. Because he, see, and James O'Keefe didn't, he couldn't cooperate. Where, whether or not it was like, is this Ashley's or not? It was just not 100%. So he didn't publish the story. He didn't go with right. it. There wasn't enough evidence to you know make sure it was yeah. her. Right. So someone well, within his organization 
leaked it is what yeah. they think, right? Uh, from who? James O'Keefe. In, inside Project Veritas, someone, you know, leaked the contents of it, right? Not with... Uh, no, he turned it over. Okay. He turned it over to the FBI. Okay, then how did it get leaked? I don't know. Okay. That's a good question. That's probably should get to the bottom of that. Yeah, okay, yeah. Ashley I, Biden's diary. But I don't know how I got leaked, but it did, and there's several quotes in there. It's it's public record now um, that, you know, she took showers with her dad. I don't know how old she was when she took showers with her dad and um, all kind of over-sexualized stuff. It's just a really weird family, and I, I they just need Jesus. Yeah. Of, That's the bottom line. Repent of your sins and trust Jesus. Of A very weird family, you know. It, like, how weird is it that, you know, um, Hunter Biden dates Bo's um, widow? Like, that just shows, like, how weird of a guy he is. Yeah, that, that, is, that is strange. Very. Strange. And then, of course, when uh, his first wife died, Jill was actually, was she the nanny or something? Yeah, she was the babysitter. The ba- yeah. mm-hmm. Wow. The babysitter. I didn't know that. So, yeah. I mean, let's get to the bottom. I think the bottom of that is you guys need Jesus. I think that's we get into the bottom of the Biden family. I think so. Yeah. This is crazy. Well, I think we're going to wrap that one up, folks. All right. It was good. It was good. That's the Biden family. There's more. Um, There's a ton more that you can talk about the Biden family, but we just don't have time to do it on today's show. Maybe a part two. Yeah, there could be Maybe. A part two down I mean, because we could we could keep going with, and who knows, we got another two years in office. Yep. Definitely, there's going to be more stuff to talk about with the Biden family. I think there, there should be a part be. two. Yeah. Yeah. I think be. so. Well, that's going to do it. Make sure you follow us on all our social. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and we also have a YouTube channel. You can just go search Bottom of That. And if you want to reach out to the show, you can email us at bottomofthat at gmail.com. And, uh, Mike, what's your phone number? Just kidding. Yeah, um, we're not sharing that. <laughs> hey, tune in. Hey, you know what? Make sure you tune in next week. We're going to be going over the Bigfoot saga. And tune in next week when you might hear Jason say, Bigfoot. Oh, my gosh. Bigfoot.